Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by the Songwriter Support Group Workshop and Performance at Amplified Studios. The next one's coming up March 16th. More info's at our Instagram page. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guests today are Ass Pocket Whiskey Fellows band members Jack Blocks, Stive, and Floyd Fronius. Welcome, guys. Thank you. I had the chance to see you guys back uh, late last year. You were playing at T.O. Leo's along with uh, the Bayou Brothers and uh, Whiskey and Burlap. What a great show that was, man. And again, that was the first time I saw you, and I was so impressed. For those who are not familiar with you guys, you are actually an eight-piece band, right? Yes, yes. So what is that like when it comes to... uh, uh, rehearsals and stuff. Is it easy, difficult? I'm going to let Jack field that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, it's difficult. It, it's difficult just to get eight guys all there at the same time, you know? Um, sometimes we do rehearsals with seven, with six. Um, I, I kind of strive to get all eight guys, and if all eight guys can't make it, then I, I usually say, let's wait until we can get all eight guys which means we hardly ever rehearse now. Yeah. <laughs> We're that good. Yeah. <laughs> you do sound good whether you, whether you got everybody to rehearse or not. And uh, and then there's eight there's eight opinions too, you know. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's got to be difficult not just in rehearsals, but you've got eight different personalities. Yes. Yes. to work with. But it's it's fun too. I mean, we're all about just having fun and and we have fun with each other. Well, I'll tell you what, when I when I saw you guys in concert and again, I've seen you twice now. You guys seem to have so much fun on stage. The audience really gets into it. Um, before we go any further, ask Pocket Whiskey Fellas, how'd you come up with the what name? that about? And why? <laughs> well, our original percussionist, Randy Jones, he would always bring a pint of early times or <laughs> some kind of whiskey. And Jack, our George, our original mandolin player, original member, said his dad used to refer to that as an ass pocket of whiskey. So it morphed into that, and once you had three or four guys together, we became the fellas, hence ass pocket whiskey fellas. Simple okay. as that. All right. And, and I've noticed a couple of times, a couple of gigs that you've had, I've noticed in postings by the, the venue, I think, that it, it's back pocket whiskey fellas well, instead there of are, ass There pocket. are a couple places where they'd prefer that. Like, like we play the, the Twilight in the Park series at the Oregon Pavilion every year. And that's kind of a family-friendly, for some reason, they, they have a problem with S. I, I can't understand it. So we go with back pocket. <laughs> does it confuse your, your fans at all when they see that? I, I, I don't think it does. I don't think there's any confusion at all. When people see the back pocket whiskey fellas, they, they know who it is. They know who yeah. you are. Well, we're doing the ass pocket show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I saw you, what's, what's the deal with? policy after your songs and taking a taking policy a was original uh tony cummins a great irish singer in san diego he developed the policy which is he's up there singing and playing he can't drink so he wants to drink with you in between the singing and playing we got right in line with it because it, it works <laughs> it's a so good policy it's a, it's a healthy uh <laughs> stimulus for the bar usually i figure there's money going down at the bar every time we policy right Right. And I noticed that the audience really gets into it. They know exactly right. what's coming. Yeah. As soon as you say policy, they say it back and lift their glasses. They like to drink with us. <laughs> so when was uh, Ass Pocket Whiskey Fellas formed? Uh, probably about 10 years ago. About 10 years ago, yeah. Um, our original, uh, one of the, I call him one of the uh, founding fellas, uh, George Davis, 
Um, he was a, a you know San Diego rock rock player, you know. But he he got into mandolin. He wanted to learn Zeppelin songs. He wanted to learn specifically the the mandolin heavy Zeppelin songs. Mm -hmm. And he got into it, and and he asked Steve if you want to like sit in the garage and learn some some Zeppelin songs. And then they asked they asked another guitar player before they asked me. So I'm second fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm second guitar, <laughs> and I, I haven't I haven't gotten over it. So <laughs> if you would have owned an acoustic guitar, we would have gone oh, right maybe. to you. But nah, see, we were going with our resources. Uh, Dave Gilbert had one. And we asked him to come out, but he lived in OB and didn't want to lose his parking spot. That's what it was. So we asked him the next week, hey, you coming out? Oh, man, I don't know what my parking spot. <laughs> and George had an extra acoustic, so Jack was the natural fit for the band. So. So, so we just sat around in a garage, and there was no intent on anything other than just sitting in the garage, you know, drinking some beer and playing some Zeppelin songs, you know? And... It, it, it got to be a, a weekly thing, and uh, we started learning other songs, uh, got into some, some uh, traditional country and some bluegrassy kind of stuff, and then I believe Stive said, let's start throwing some uh, Celtic kind of feel into mm -hmm. it, because he played in a Celtic band up in Hollywood for years, and... Uh, once we started doing that, we realized the the way that all those uh, forms of music really are pretty much the same. You know, bluegrass, Cajun, uh, traditional country, Irish music. It's all the lines and the chord progressions are all pretty much the same. And, uh, and so we started learning a bunch of Irish stuff, and then we started writing our own stuff, and. Uh, Started getting out there, you know, playing gigs, and people enjoyed watching us have fun, and we have fun watching them have fun, and it just kind of feeds off, right? You know, and it's it's worked out pretty good. How how would you classify your music? A couple genres, probably uh, Irish rock, bluegrass, Americana, and rock influenced. I wouldn't say alternative because we're relying heavily on easy, simple chords. Otherwise, in a nutshell, fun music. You said you had fun the first time you saw us. You saw us having fun, so that's our... That's yeah. the point. I, li I like Americana because Americana, you know, America has been a melting pot of all kinds of cultures and, and everything ever since, you know, the, the beginning of America. And all these, all these different forms of music come in, and that's, that's Americana. So I, I think that's us perfectly. And a lot of the songs are talking about families, about friends of ours, stories about friends, stories about experiences that we've had, yeah. and, you know, very Americana. Well, I, I, and I was impressed, too, when I saw you that, that every song you did was an original, except for the last one, which was a, a Zeppelin song. Right, we love right. love Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Still do. That was a showcase gig where we kind of showcase our own music. Uh -huh. But um, I think... I think Floyd likes that song because he, he really shines on it. So I think he insisted we, we put that song yeah, in there. That, that's our typical closer these days. Yeah. And which one is that? Probably Gallows Pole. Gallows Pole. Where we invoke Chin High. We have some more, some more Zeppelin and a few other covers that we do. Now you're going to play three original songs today. Yes. What is the first one? First one is Jimmy Butters. Our, one of our old Cajon player, Leo Stafford, it was his father-in-law. And he was a... Uh, Jimmy Butters was a staple at the Blarney Stone in Claremont. 
hung out in the liar's corner and I had never actually met him, but I was over at a football game watching it over at Leo's house and I noticed the a photograph in the corner. It was his wedding photo. So everybody's all prim and proper except this guy, Scottish guy, with a kilt down in the front lifting his kilt. Luckily there was shadows, so you didn't see any kind of junk, if you will. So I said, who is that? He goes, oh, that's Jimmy Butters. That's Eileen's, you know, stepfather. Oh, brilliant. Went home on the, you know, after watching the Chargers get beat and came up with some melodies. And there we are. And that's the song we would like to start with.
just killing time Raise your pint and say last time Jimmy Butters, we're doing fine Woo! I love it, man. Um, Jack, when did you first uh, pick up the guitar? When did you first start playing? Uh, probably 16, 15, 16. I was classically trained on piano for years and years and years from like, probably age of eight. And uh, yeah, pretty good learning all the toccatas and fugues and, you know, Brahms and Beethoven and Bach and all that stuff. And uh, I really enjoyed it until I got into my teenage years and started listening to you know Hendrix and stuff and I said I, I like the guitar <laughs> at which point my my piano teacher said uh you got to make a choice you know because he was he was strictly classical music nothing else nothing else and and I kind I was kind of bummed at the time but I, I I see it now it's like if you're not gonna focus on what we're doing here then just do what you want to do mm-hmm which was, you know, play guitar. So that, that got me into guitar. And then, uh, Stive, you, um, if I'm not mistaken, you started out playing the bass, then Jack taught you to play the guitar, and now the, you're back the to opposite. the bass. Oh, it's the opposite? Yeah. I started, uh, well, I broke my wrist as a 16-year-old skateboarder. I was a pretty <laughs> rad kid. Gave away with my good arm, I gave away my skateboard. So I had my arm in a cast, and the Navy uh, doctors, they didn't really do much rehab. or They just said it, forget it, he'll be fine. So I get my arm out of the cast, and I couldn't move, but I would go over to Jack, and he was playing with this violin player. He would come over and sit in. I was just, I went to evening high school, if you will. And I'd go over to his house during dinner breaks, and I, man, these guys are awesome. And I was just listening to, he was playing piano, Jack playing blues piano and a little bit of guitar. And this fiddle player, he was like the Hendrix of violin. And I was just mesmerized with music. And I picked up the guitar and Jack taught me UFO rock bottom. I could just get my arm or, or hands around and it felt like therapy because my wrist was so torn up, couldn't move it. But bringing it around with the guitar became my therapy. I'm hmm. still in therapy. Yeah. Jack, you're in a different form of therapy. Jack was actually kind of, he was like, dude, you actually can play that song with that jacked up wrist of yours. Get a bass. We'll get a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Dad, can you buy me a bass? And I'm an old man, uh, you know, ex-Navy. He's like, I didn't know how he'd feel about it. First of all, I was a surfer, skateboarder. Now I'm going to be a musician. He's probably up. He's done. But... He actually realized it years later. You're still doing what you love. I'm proud of you. You know. Anyhow, that's how it all started. And Floyd, um, when did you first uh, get into music? And, and when did you pick up the fiddle? I was a little kid. My, my brother is about a year and a half older, played the trumpet. I had to play something. You know, the sibling rival, rivalry thing going on. So fourth grade, maybe end of third grade, I kept telling my parents I, I wanted to play the violin. I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> But finally got a violin, started in the school orchestra, grew up in East County, San Diego, and played till the end of high school with private lessons and playing in the local youth symphony and school orchestras and very into the, the classical music scene. 
and then got out of high school, gave up music altogether for uh, four years or so, and joined my first band. In 79, haven't looked back, been playing in bands ever since. We call Floyd uh, Flying Floyd Fronius because he builds his own uh, gliders. Last month, or January, was my 50th anniversary as a hang glider pilot. Really? And that's the other, other thing I've done over the years, and you know, music and flying, you know, sometimes flying takes precedence, sometimes music sometimes does. Music. Uh, you're listening to Music Makers San Diego. I'm talking with Jack, Stive, and Floyd of Ass Pocket Whiskey Fellows today. Tell us about the next song you're going to play. Uh, one of our, well, George Davis, one of our founding fella fathers, uh, he lost his mom a few years ago and wanted to uh, write a song dedicating, you know, the love of his mother. And, and uh, I kind of assisted him on it. And, and I lost my mother. And then I've lost his mother. And we just, we just uh, as a tribute to the love of our mothers, we have this song called Love You Ma. I lost mine probably a bit before everybody. So. Yeah. Here's to all the mothers out there.
So who writes the uh, the songs? Uh, Stive. That was George Davis and me. Most Stive. of the current ones. Well, I have the. They don't know about it, but I have a credit card, ass pocket account. And I go buy all the ingredients <laughs> at the store, the, the music store, the songwriter store. The and then store. I bring them to the rehearsal. The store of life. And that's where we get the soup going. So metaphorically, we, I write some melodies, you know, little chords, a couple lyrics, and we bring it in. And Jack has an amazing, has amazing uh, ability for arrangements and hearing how to properly insert what, where. So it's a collaboration at that point. So is it is it the whole band or just you and you and Jack pretty much? Starts here and kind of goes to Jack, and then we all get together and people put their little spice on it. They all add to the soup. Yeah, the I get. I have the potatoes and the meat mm. and the broth and the pot, and Jack puts it all together, gets it ready, starts, and these guys start chopping. <laughs> so they put so, the spice. So again, it, it goes back to one of the earlier questions as far as rehearsing with eight people, what's it like then writing songs with eight people? Most of it is somewhat done. And if the guys, you know, they're all very good at coming in the room and learning their parts right then and there, because we don't send out any parts to them. So, mm -hmm. and the music is a simple music. So as long as you can grasp the melody quick and they all can, and it, it happens pretty fast. It's, it's not that difficult. They're all master musicians. Yeah, I've been impressed by how easy it is to be with all these people. You know, I've been in bands where there's been ego problems. There's, you know, often one person in the band that ruins it for everybody else. I've been, I'm the new guy. I've been with the band for maybe seven, eight years now. New, and the new guy. The new guy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these guys went to high school together. Well, that says a lot then for the band too, right. that the, you have that many people in the band and they've been in the band as long as they have. Yeah, yeah. We've all known, we've known each other for decades, you know. You know, well, me and Stive all the way back to, you know, high school. Mm -hmm. So writing isn't that difficult of a thing then with, especially knowing each other for so long. Right, right. Should come fairly easy. And it makes it, and like Floyd was saying, it makes it easy when there's not like the weird, you know, songwriter ego. It's my song. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the way I want it. Right. It, it, we don't really have that. You know, if Stive comes in with, with some chords and a you know, and a verse, and I'll say, dude, those chords don't work. We need different chords. Okay, you know? No ego there. No, not really. Oh, I go home and cry. Yes, yeah. I do. Right. I don't let, don't I don't let them see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think the years help, too. You know, we've all been doing this a long time. Right. We're, we're not kind of new at the game and, you know, out to conquer the world. Uh -huh. no, we know better. Just Claremont. We're having a great time doing yeah. what we do. Seasoned Playing musicians we and do. songwriters. Well, let's hear one of those songs of yours, another one of yours. Okay. Yes. This one is Hollow Log. It's off our newest CD, which is called Third Flagging. Hollow Log's about growing up in Claremont. Jack and I, uh, you know, back in the day, there was foxes. There was, <coughs> there's still coyotes. But there was a, it was very different back in the day. And as kids, didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. So we were out and about all the time. So we wrote a little song about it. Also, we are in the San Diego Music Awards for Best Local Recording, if I could say that. And if you'd like to, you can vote for us all the way up till March 25th for Best Local Recording, category number 22, San Diego Music Awards. And that's for that album, right? That's for this album, yes. Please vote. You can vote once a day, every day. Yep. And normally, I don't like awards for music because it's like, it's music, right? Uh -huh. Why should there be an award? But now that we're in it, I'm just jacked up. Let's do this. Come on, vote. Hey, we're proud of it. <laughs> you look at it a whole different way now. Yes. So, right. Hollow Log. Claremont, 1972, here we are. 
Seasons change as time goes by. God in your life on the fly. Sticks and stones, new sights and sounds. Best keep one foot on the ground. Raised in the canyons, riding bikes and catching frogs. Don't hesitate when you bunny hop a hollow log. I laid down a brody patch of rubber on some new pave. These are some memories, didn't have to hit a button save. Woo! Sneak across a field trying to make a way to Farmer's Pond. If the MPs catch you, take it back to where you started from A water's that shinny up, drop a line from a tree These are the days that the kids are all running free Seasons change as time goes by Regarding your life on the fly Sticks and stones through sights and sound Let's keep one foot on the ground Down by the coast with the rocks formed by the surge Legend that is he throttled down to supply the urge Now up on the hill you can hear made the stones cry I Join the call back from inside Shin Something happened overnight like a miracle Really? A spike sudden inches right in from me There she was a girl Do tell No more chasing silly frogs Climbing up in trees All I think about is the girl Lord help me please Seasons change as time goes by Regarding your life on the fly Sticks and stones through sights and sounds Best keep one foot on the ground Seasons change as time goes by Regarding your life on the fly Sticks and stones through sights and sounds Best keep one foot on the ground Regarding your life on the fly Sticks and stones, new sights and sounds Best keep one foot on the ground
So how can people find out where you guys are playing and where can they find your music? Our music is on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, YouTube, 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 YouTube Music, Pandora, Pandora. We got our own Pandora page channel, and we have a Facebook as well. Ask Pocket Whiskey Fellas and a website. Like us, and then and then we'll send you when we play. You'll get our calendar. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for. Being on the show, Jack Stive and Floyd, Ass Pocket Whiskey Fellas, thanks for uh, coming out today. Thanks for having us, Thank you very much for having us, Gary. I have enjoyed it thoroughly, and hopefully I'll get to see you guys again soon. Yes. What's that in your back pocket? You holding out on us? (laughs) You got an ass pocket of whiskey? Let me get to that. Should we talk about our upcoming gigs this month? Uh, Oh, yes. All right, so on the 11th, we are playing at the parade, the St. Paddy's Day Parade on 6th Street, Balboa Park. We are also in the parade earlier from 11 to 1 on the Wander Bus. Which is that two double-decker uh, double on top. Goes around. And yeah. then yeah. we play it at like 4.30 or something like that in the beer garden. Uh, then next weekend, St. Patrick's Day, we're playing in Point Loma at the Good Bar at like 1, one o'clock or something like that. In the afternoon. Uh, and then we go to the Shamrock Festival downtown which is a big hoot nanny in the gas lamp. We play at approximately 7 o'clock that night, and then we end the night at Patrick's 2 in downtown 10 to 1 in the morning. And somehow we're going to lick our wounds and play Humphreys on the 18th the next day, 5 to 7, and day at the docks on Sunday. Lick some more wounds the next day. During the day, yeah. And uh, day at the docks is really fun. It's Point Loma, the sport fishing uh, the fleet and the whole community has a, it's like their trade show. It's loads a, of fun. Got a busy schedule. Busy schedule, sure. indeed. We'll take a day off. Well, good luck with uh, the nomination, too, for the San Diego Music Award. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that does it for another episode of Music Maker San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by the Songwriter Support Group Workshop and Performance at Amplified Studios. The next one is coming at March 16th. More info is at our Instagram page. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one.